Hello. Welcome to Exploring the Divine Feminine. I'm Ramona Sinaway, your host, and let's just dive right in. Today's episode, well, first of all, I just want to apologize for the poor microphone. I am traveling and I did not bring my good microphone. I'm just using my computers and it just is not great. So it's going to sound a little echoey and and poor quality. I have written a book, We Are Adam, The Partnership of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and What It Means for You. And so some of what I talk about in these podcasts are based upon that book. Some of it, uh, the rest of it is research that I'm doing for my upcoming book about the mother in heaven. And in past podcasts, I've talked about different archetypes that we have for the mother, um, Eve, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and there are a few others. But I wanted to talk about Jesus as an archetype. Let's first talk about what we do know, the facts. Number one, there are very few scriptural records of women, of women or about women. Two, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ are both male. Three, we do have a Heavenly Mother. Four, there is very little that directly refers to Heavenly Mother or Heavenly Father, except when the Father is introducing His Son, or when, of course, Jesus is talking about His Father. And number five, God imparts His Word to both men and women. And we read about that in Alma chapter 32, verse 23. Many faithful women have expressed a desire to know more about their Heavenly Mother, in part because becoming like our Heavenly Mother is a final destination goal for her daughters. So when the character of Heavenly Mother is so ambiguous, this can seem like we are feeling around in the dark and at best our guests in our own world. Reverse engineering can often do more harm than good in an attempt to fill that vacuum, especially as we look at the condition of earthly mortal women. Their current cultural conditions and status are not always ideal, especially in many third world countries, and especially in most of the centuries that have preceded ours. In this reverse engineering, many have described our mother in heaven as a nurturing figure. I mean, yes, uh, I don't have a problem with that and, uh, and with the Savior as a nurturing man, but this idea can also leave a residual image of one who is eternally pregnant with spirit children, has her husband, and sons go off to create worlds and governments. Another method of discovering also involves borrowing from ancient cultures about their worship and the ideas of mother goddess. These should be met with caution. The benefit is that the idea of the belief in a heavenly mother is not new or nor is it unusual. However, some of these pagan gods and goddesses are not the best examples of virtue and morality. So we'll just set that one to the side. 
But we must also keep in mind that we don't have many direct references to Heavenly Father either. Why? Well, I suspect that this is by divine design for a direct purpose. Now, this question was answered by Jesus himself when Philip asked the same question about Heavenly Father. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye ask anything in my name, I will do it. So right there, uh, Jesus is saying, you know, you see me, you see the Father. I am a mirror image of him. So would it be right and fitting that Jesus' answer could be the same about the mother? Yes, Jesus is male, the mother is female. And while we are searching for more insight about our Heavenly Mother and how it relates to us as women, as sisters, as daughters, until there is more light and knowledge revealed, we can settle and rest and find peace on one great foundational truth. Christ is at the center. In 2 Nephi 25:26, we read, we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for remission of their sins. Everything, every answer, every question, every idea, and every one, male and female, all go through him, Jesus Christ. In fact, in both directions. Prayer and conversations to our heavenly parents more notably our Heavenly Father, as we have been cautioned at this time not to pray to Heavenly Mother, it goes through Christ and their answers come through him to us. Now, I wanna pause here. While God understands our desire to know our Heavenly Mother better, it should never be at the expense of distracting or shutting ourselves off from the appointed source of power, which is Jesus Christ. So as he is in the direct image of his, of his and our Father in heaven, mirroring him in almost every way, we can also see how he mirrors our Heavenly Mother as well, how we can view her characteristics through him. It's not perfect, I agree, not as fulfilling as we might like it to be, but God's ways are higher than ours, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and he knows what is needful now. And while there will come a time when we will be able to behold the face of both of our parents, 
we can feel our way through the scriptures to get a sense of that female divinity. And Jesus Christ is the first and highest archetype the Heavenly Father has gifted us with. So what can we learn from Jesus Christ as a female role model? First, let's look at his interactions with women, both in mortality and immediately following his resurrection. Women were the first and often only witnesses to some important firsts. Mary, his mother, and those women attending witnessed his birth. Mary, his mother, and Mary, his dear intimate friend, were witnesses at his death as well. The Samaritan woman at the well was the first person to whom he declared who he really was, whom he, where, to whom he formally announced his ministry to. While I'm not ready or prepared to go into any speculation about whether or not Jesus was married, symbolically, he was represented as being married only to the church. And I'll have references to that in the show notes. And these scriptures often um, refer to the church in a female bride sense. And he's also been symbolized as a mother figure, self-described as a, quote, mother hen who would gather her chicks, close quote. And that's in Matthew 23, 37. Another important aspect of a spiritual and physical archetype is the image of Christ suffering in the garden and on the cross, laboring and sweating and bleeding to bring forth spiritual life to his children. That's in Mosiah 5.7. Can we see the image of a woman also in labor, losing blood and water and sweating to bring forth the physical bodies of her children? Jesus has also been referred to as the lamb or in the time of the law of Moses, the scapegoat as an archetype for the Christ where everyone's sins were symbolically and metaphorically placed upon this goat and cast out to wander in the wilderness. Now, over time, however, the word scapegoat eventually came to be used to describe a person who shoulders the blame of any wrongdoing. So does this sound familiar? How women were used as scapegoats in most cultures as the cause of all mortal woe because of Eve, of mothers who are blamed for so much in the child's life because he or she is not ready or able to accept the responsibility for individual actions? As mothers like Christ, we continue to give second chances, waving aside all other chances as if they were merely the first and we readily choose to forgive and forget. I know, I know this is the ideal and not always the reality for any of us because we are human, but in general, we do take on a lot more of the blame and messiness of having and raising children. Yes, it is very important for women to have female role models. And we see a broadening of this in the church with more emphasis on bringing forth more information about the, uh, the woman's involvement in church history, about the equality of the wives in like video scriptural reenactments. So there have been some additions, some progress and I have a quote here that I found in the Book of Mormon Central. And 
it um, when it's talking about additional scriptures that have been found and come forth. The quote says, when two rabbis, upon reportedly discovering a record hidden by Adam, said that a divine power stopped them from fully reading it, another rabbi explained that God does not desire that so much should be revealed to the world, but when the days of the Messiah will be near at hand, it will be revealed to all as it is written. So even as late as the 90s, more ancient records have been discovered, and in them, knowledge about a heavenly mother. And if you want more information um, about these discoveries, I would recommend that you research Margaret Barker and the lead plates found in Jordan. I'll have a link in the show notes. She and a group of other um, biblical scholars formed a group called um, Temple Studies because a lot of her foundational work has been about the temple, mostly the ancient Israelite temple, and how that has been the foundation of, of Christian worship. So I truly believe that as the restoration continues to unfold, we will have more and more revealed to us about our Heavenly Mother's divine nature about her role in our lives and thus be better attuned to our own divine nature. But that's why I wanted to do this broadcast. We or this, sorry, this podcast. We do not need to wait. We have been given a very strong model and mentor. In his famous intercessory prayer in third Nephi, Jesus asked the father And as married couples are considered one, I feel mother is involved in our blessings. And here's those prayers as well. That um, for those who believe in him, in Jesus Christ, quote, that I may be in them as thou, Father, art in me, close quote. So he is praying in the intercessory prayer for all believers to be one with him. And as he is one with the Father and and since father and mother are one, so he's he's one with her as well. It's just it's just extremely logical. But through prayer, deep immersion into the scriptures, meditation, studying about the priesthood, and deepening our relationship with Christ, we as women will also be brought into the center with Christ. For isn't that the goal? To be one with Christ, to be at the center with him. This applies to men and women, any followers of Christ. I do believe that more is coming. But in order to be ready for that new knowledge, to be able to see it for what it is, we have to have a more intimate relationship with our Savior. There are no shortcuts on that path. I do believe that there was a a divine reason for keeping Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother more in the background because everything was meant to point us to Jesus Christ. And I am excited for the time when we will be able to see her more fully, be able to understand who she is and um, have her character to understand her character more to be a role model for us. But in the meantime, Let's build our faith and 
trust in the process that God has laid out. And let's start with by deepening our relationship with the Savior. That has been the number one goal that the that um, Heavenly Father has has given us from the very beginning. It's all a bit about the Savior. So keep reading, keep studying, keep believing, keep praying. And I do believe that there's more coming out. And what a journey that awaits us. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast today. And once again, I apologize for the horrible microphone, but I hope that you'll be able to fill up the spirit and understand the message that I'm trying to share. I am deeply grateful for a savior for this gospel. Yes, there are people that make mistakes and we are, you know, this year as I'm recording this broadcast, we are studying the uh, Doctrine and Covenants, and we're learning first on the messiness of having mortals be in charge of things and mortals in part of the restoration. We are all struggling. We are all doing our very best. And I have a very strong testimony that as long as we're trying, I mean, God works through, He can work through anyone, He can work through everyone. And we have this power of godliness because of the Savior and because of the covenants that we make on the covenant path. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and until next time.